Hello there, we have the psychology report again today, and uh, I appreciate your joining me for this topic of healthy living, or some people might call it savvy living. You know, we value health. One of the things in America, but perhaps throughout the world, health is always considered one of the most valuable aspects of our life and our daily experience. We try to generate good health. We try to maintain good health. We celebrate uh, good health. We celebrate long life, uh, a kind of reflection of one's status of health. But um, there are a lot of factors that enter into one's health status. It's not an easy um, formula. Uh, it's a complex formula. And the formula is not unique. Uh, to everyone, but it's unique to each individual. Uh, so it's important to, uh, first of all, understand that we do inherit certain characteristics. You know, we inherit our height, generally speaking, color of our eyes, color of our hair. There are certain very definite physical features that we inherit and um, we appreciate the fact that that comes from our family history. Some of that comes from the mother, some from the father, some a combination. And we have genes which are genetic, which are dominant, and genes which are recessive. And that has a whole history of study, an area of study in itself, as to why we become who we are, physically speaking. But besides that, we certainly have predispositions and a tendency to inherit certain diseases and illnesses, such as strokes and diabetes and cancer and many other di uh, diseases. So it's important to kind of take a look at this whole issue of our health history and our patterns of health throughout our generations past and our lifestyle currently and how we combine those two into what we call our own health profile. Now when you look at disease, when you look at illness, you look at the breakdown of the body, so to speak, a lot of factors enter in. And the formula that's easy to understand, but very difficult to um, monitor and predict, you know, genetic factors play a role. But so does diet play a role. So does environmental factors play a role. If you live in an area where there's a great deal of uh, insecticides and uh, smog is great and Breathing is a uh, difficult uh, activity to engage in because of the environmental factors. Those are contributing factors to your health, your ultimate health. So not only genetic and environment and diet, but also your habits, uh, particularly the addictive habits such as smoking and drinking and drug use and uh, a variety of other uh, addictive uh, behavior patterns. And then I add to that, we have stresses. There are stresses which are just very acute. They just come and they go. They just come into our life and they're there for the day or for the week or for a couple days and a couple hours, and then they pass. That's acute stress. We, we generally solve those. We usually get away from those. We resolve those kind of stresses. But then there's chronic stress, which just lingers on for weeks and months and maybe even years and maybe even throughout our life. Those, that kind of stress is what's devastating and defeating. And then, of course, there's trauma. You know, things that come into our life which are just really disturb us and destroy us and uh, uproot us and 
kind of create an entire effect upon our lifestyle and our body and our thinking and our emotions. Uh, a trauma that didn't we didn't anticipate, we didn't expect, but just came to us. It could be accidents. It could be the form of some tragic event uh, that happens in our life and the life of our family. And then, of course, lastly, these are moderated or modulated by our lifestyle. There are certain techniques that we can use to minimize these kinds of effects upon our health and our body. Obviously, stress management is very important. Learning how to relax is important. Learning how to get away from the stress is important. Stopping habits, learning how to no longer smoke and no longer drink and no longer use drugs. I mean, there are certain techniques that use that can be used to moderate and to reduce our vulnerability to ill health. So it's kind of a complex formula, but uh, all these factors, you know, come to play, and we need to con consider them as to how they play out in each of our lives. Might be good for you to get a piece of paper and just kind of write down on columns, genetic, environment, diet, habits, stresses, traumas, and then the moderating techniques that you use to reduce stress and reduce illness. And just kind of do a little bit of a summary, a little bit of a profile of where you are in your own health pattern. So it's good to know your family history of, of health. It's just, you know, ask questions, and it's good to know what kind of health history you come from. And what is your vulnerability? What is the cultural, what is the uh, racial background that you have? And what is the health history of that group of people? You come from a European background. We know that there are certain health patterns. If you come from a Scandinavian background, we know there are certain health patterns. If you come from the uh, Southeast Islands, we know that there are uh, health patterns associated with those places of living. You come from the South, we know that there are health patterns that are associated with people who live in the South, um, and then so on. So that there, uh, you have to look at not just your own particular family, but also the cultural and racial and uh, ethnic background uh, from which you come, and the patterns of health in those areas of, of the country and the world. But medical facts are important. So first of all, you have to know your family history, and secondly, trace your family history. Track it. Uh, do a check on what the health history is of your mother and your father and your grandparents and your first cousins and your second cousins and uh, right on down through your family map as far as you can go. Uh, get the aunts and the uncles and uh, as they relate to you biologically, not by marriage, but by biological uh, association. And make sure that you understand what their health history is and what ages they were affected by ill health and uh, what particular patterns of ill health are associated with your family. I've done that with my family. Every time I see some major illness taking place in my family, I keep track of that. I do a little analysis of, of where that might have come from and what the pattern of, is uh, for uh, the different members of my family. I've taken the various cousins and I've been able to trace back to great and great grandparents certain patterns of health. So it's important just to kind of keep track of these things, keep them on paper, just kind of keep aware of them and keep knowledgeable of what's going on. Make sure that you look for heart disease and your stroke and cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's and osteoporosis and 
asthma and blindness and deafness and depression and alcoholism. I mean, those are just a few, but make sure you contract those kind of behaviors. Learning disabilities, ADD and ADHD and um, uh, Alzheimer's and um, autistic or autism and uh, uh, various kinds of learning difficulties, neurological disorders of various kinds. Make sure that you track that. And when you find out that it's happening in your family, make note of it and see if you can track it and see if you can capitalize a little bit on where that may have come from. Because that will help you. It'll help you in your own health, but it'll help you educate your extended family for their health and the things that they need to be aware of and be careful about. Because obviously when you have an increased risk, you, you better do something about it. You better make sure that if you are at odds on some kind of a disorder, that you know about that disorder, you are knowledgeable about that disorder, and you know how to moderate that disorder, you know how to reduce the effects of that disorder, or the, reduce the likelihood of obtaining that particular disorder. Um, for instance, we know that if you have a certain uh, family history, in the area of Alzheimer's, you know, two or three generations you've had Alzheimer's, there's about a two to three times, four times chance that you're going to have Alzheimer's. So you need to know that because there's a pattern to that. And then you can do something about it. But particularly note if there's a disease that is unusual in your family. Uh, it's unusual in, in the history of the uh, country. You have it in your family, but nobody else does. Study that. Become aware of that. Uh, anytime a family member gets a disease, you know, check it out for about a 20-year period of time. Even smoking and alcoholism. We know that there's about a 20-year pattern to that kind of addiction. You use alcohol, you use uh, tobacco for about 20 years, the body breaks down, the lungs break down, the stomach breaks down, the liver breaks down, the brain affects, the skin that has a breakdown. I mean, there's a whole host of breakdown potential that comes from that. So track that for, you know, an extended period of time. Not uncommon to uh, track certain dis disorders, you know, for a 20-year period of time. And then obviously you have to deal with your history. You have to deal with whatever the patterns of life are in your particular family background. Um, you know, not only in the area of smoking, but in diet. You know, if you have a certain kind of a pattern that may, that may be... Uh, influenced by diet, and we'll certainly watch your diet. Eat properly. Don't eat improperly. Uh, you know, for that, if you have heart disease, well, there are certain diets that are good for people with heart disease. Uh, Mediterranean diet is just, just one example of that. If you have kind of a cognitive or Alzheimer's type of pattern in your history, make sure that you eat your brain food. Uh, making sure you're getting plenty of vegetables and you're getting your fruits and you're getting fish and Make sure that you not only live a lifestyle that is healthy, but eat a, a lifestyle that is healthy as well. If you have diabetes in your background, well, then there's a certain diet that you have to be careful, you know, to uh, go by and make sure that you assume that particular diet so that you don't increase your chances of that disease, but you decrease your chances of that particular uh, disease. So when you add it all up, you see... Disease is not just something that comes to us and we're feeling helpless about. Every disease, you have a sense that you can do something about it. You can moderate it. You may not remove it you know, from your potential history, but you can moderate it. You can control it. You can uh, minimize it. 
You can slow it down. You can extend it out into time by the way you live, by what you eat, by your lifestyle, your habits, by the stresses levels that you live with and the traumas that enter into your life. And if you have these kind of problems that enter in your life of high stresses and traumas, make sure you get professional help for that. Consult your local psychologist, particularly a psychologist at a health history orientation, so they can help you with that and, and deal with it so that your stresses can be resolved and can be minimized because they play a very critical depreciating role in your health pattern. So uh, you got to do something about it. Sometimes you have to move from the environment in which you live. If you have asthma, you have various kind of lung problems, there are certain places in the country that it's good to live, but there are certain places not to live. If you have arthritis, yes, there are certain places in the world to live and there are certain places not to live. So you need to take charge of your life, take charge of your health patterns, even if it means moving, even if it means getting into a therapy program and addressing your health problems, even if it means changing your habits of life and stop your smoking behavior, stop your drinking behavior, because in the long run, you'll, you'll appreciate that. So why subject yourself to danger and to uh, ill health and subject yourself to poor health? And Because it's tough being old and having poor health. You don't want to have that kind of an experience. So you want to maintain your health as much as you can. And make sure you get into an exercise program. Join a local gym, no matter how old you are. Even if you're 80 years of old, get down to your gym. Go there three or four times a week. Do some treadmills and do some... Uh, bicycling and do some weight, some mild weight lifting, and, but get your body in shape and get your body functioning well. So it's not just your brain that you have to function well, it's not just things like your lungs and your heart, but also your muscular system and your thinking patterns and your social patterns. Make sure you get out socially. Uh, social people are important uh, to you and uh, because they increase your socialization. And that increases your chance of stimulation of mind and body, and, and that will add to your health. And live a happy life. <laughs> Bring happiness into your life. Bring people in your life that are happy. We know that people that are happy live longer, and we know that they live with healthier lives. Children that are happier, we know they live longer and they live happier lives. So, you know, make sure that you bring into your life a sense of happiness by changing your social structures and the people that you deal with or changing the social groups that you associate with or the organizations to which you belong. So bring happiness into your life and see that happiness can be part of your future because that will affect, obviously, your future health. So in summary, health is not just something that happens to you over which you have no control. No, you have a lot of control over it. There are genetic factors to be sure. If you know them, you can minimize them. Environmental factors, yes, that's to be sure. If you know what they are, make some changes. Move or get away from certain environmental influences on your life. If diet is a factor, start eating a proper diet. If habits are a factor, change your habits. Change the kind of ways in which you uh, subject your body to poor um, chemicals through smoking and drinking and so on. Uh, get away from that kind of behavior. And uh, obviously, uh, the stresses in your life, deal with them. If it's acute stress, yeah, just make a decision and get away from it and handle it and solve it. But if it's chronic stress, get some help. Go to your psychologist and get some help with chronic stress so that you can minimize that, you know, for your future. And you don't have to live with 
devastating, dis defeating dreams at night and, and whatever it might be. And obviously, if you have trauma in your life, if trauma occurs, get into therapy. You can't deal with trauma alone. You can't deal with trauma without professional help. So get into trauma. And then find all the self-moderating techniques and strategies and things that you can do to minimize these kind of effects on your life so that wherever you are now, whatever age you are now, as you project yourself forward 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, you can project yourself with good health, not poor health. You can project yourself with uh, satisfying living and healthy living and positive living and active living. That's what's important. That's what's before you. So good to have you join me today in this uh, topic of savvy living. And I um, want to just bring one thing to your attention. That is on March the 4th, uh, I start my television program on parenting. It's called Doctor Teach Me to Parent. And you can, uh, you can look at the program, watch me on the program. The television, it's online. It's centralvalleytalk.com. Centralvalleytalk.com. 10 o'clock Saturday morning on the first and third Saturday of every month, starting on March the 4th. So I'd be glad to have you in the audience and um, hope that it will be helpful to you as well. Doctor, teach me to parent. It's on intentional and uh, positive parenting of our children. So it's an hour program, and we'll see you then. Bye for now.